Sony soars, Starfield excites, and Windows 11 is now actually quite a bit less compatible. Ooh, it's Friday. You know what that means. It's time to be happy. It's time to record a podcast, and hopefully you had a wonderful week, my friends. We have wrapped up another... It's still weird to say, like, we've wrapped up another week in August. August is... What is happening? This year is flying by, and uh, we're heading towards the fall. We're heading toward the pumpkin spice season. We're also heading getting like really close to that Starfield release date, which I got to tell you, I'm kind of, kind of excited about. Hope it hope it all works out. But first, let's dive into the tech news. Uh, this week, Microsoft made the Windows 365 switcher available to the beta and dev channels. So if it's in beta, that means it's probably going to be shipping here. Actually, probably relatively soon with the okay, <laughs> 23H2. I can always forget what, forget what year we're in. That's what happens when you get older, I guess, or whatever. Uh, so that should be coming here. If you're not familiar with this, if you remember the virtual desktop switcher where you can just switch between your virtual desktops, now Microsoft will be able to slot in a Microsoft 365 cloud desktop. And so you should be able to more seamlessly move between local and cloud. And actually, it kind of makes a great, makes like good sense for doing some stuff, for stuff like that. Uh, Microsoft Edge for Business will launch this month, and so really, this really helps separate the work and personal browsing. So I think it's going to be more beneficial potentially on hybrid devices. Might be seen to be a, a a key focus or something like this, and so that'll be coming soon. If that excites you, you know it's almost here. Uh, interestingly, Windows 10 22H2 also has a new build or there's a new insider build but remember windows 10 is really just in service mode actually the big thing we're wondering about with windows 10 is like is microsoft going to extend support because it's now about exactly two years that microsoft will be starting to cut that thing off which means that windows 11 and probably by that time windows 12 will be the only supported platform so We'll find out. We'll find out. I, I don't know when Microsoft would make that announcement. Obviously, they're going to be really pushing everybody pretty dang hard to get that stuff done and get you moved over to Windows 11 or Windows 12 at that point. But uh, yeah, we'll see. We'll have to see if they extend it. Anyways, uh, Microsoft may be rolling out the Teams 2.0, if you will, to general availability starting in October, which I am not looking forward to. So a quick recap, Microsoft has Teams, which is what most people are doing. And then if you've seen that an annoying notification, it says, try out the new Teams. That is Teams 2.0. Microsoft says it's more performant. It uses less RAM. That all sounds great. Except that for me, it is really not more performant. There's a lot of lag when I go from Teams, like clicking on like the actual Teams, like section of Teams, and going to personal chats. Like, it's like half a second for it to load and switch between that. Um, I've really taken the stance that I don't care how much RAM you use. I bought it for a reason. I mean, obviously, don't use all of it and choke out Windows or something like that. But most apps are pretty pretty self-contained in that regard. And they're not going to, like, you know, tread on somebody else's RAM or something. But it's like, man, I need teams to not be kind of kludgy. And right now, it still feels kind of kludgy. I'm still on the old one. I can't move over until they hopefully fix that performance issue. Speaking of fixing things, um, Cortana is, as we all know, on the way out. Microsoft is starting, well, not starting, Microsoft has really kind of kneecapped it and, and killed the service on, on existing platforms. The only place I think it still kind of has a like working function might be in Outlook. But at the end of the day, Microsoft has signaled Cortana, Cortana brand is dead. And let's be clear, the Cortana technology stack is kind of dead as well. And so that's a that is like a huge thing because... That's Microsoft officially thrown in the towel saying, like, look, 
Alexa, Siri, Google Assistant, those things aren't the future. For us, it's Copilot. It's not the Cortana brand. It is co the Copilot brand is the new hotness. One of the things that will be interesting to, to know or understand is if Microsoft is salvaging any of that, I don't want to say knowledge, but actual technology from Cortana. Because, hey, Copilot, while it is different, let's be honest, it's like the same thing. Now, granted, Copilot is better than Cortana. I'm not going to argue you know, against that. That, that, that. Those are facts. However, Cortana had some good notable things, not the ability to scream at you while booting up or installing Windows, I should say. But, but, but working within Windows, there's some things that Copilot just doesn't natively have. And so I'll be curious to see if they try to bring any of that over or if they truly just like are, are cleavering using a meat cleaver and just sliding that off. And then they're just starting completely fresh, which honestly kind of just, just feels like what they're doing. Speaking of Windows 11, Microsoft made an interesting move. Also, 44 Intel CPUs that originally were listed for support for Windows 11, they've also been uh, cleavered and pushed to the side. Now, this is not, I don't think, gonna, sh shouldn't really affect any uh, consumers because they're all Intel 8th Gen Xenon chips. They are no longer supporting Windows 11. Microsoft didn't give explicit reasoning, but I'm not sure if it's related to some of this stuff that's come out with about the Intel uh, security issue where they can you can get some keys taken from you if you share a device. Uh, if that sounds familiar, I think it's called Flowdown or Downflow, something like that. Forgot to write the name of the latest exploit, um, but I don't know if that's related. But either way, uh, Microsoft is—they're making Windows 11 less compatible now. The question becomes, is this a more forward-looking move, which typically you would think so? Is there something on the horizon that is not going to allow these chips to function with Windows 11? Or did they just find something currently Windows 11 just doesn't work on these chips, and that's why they're, they're just telling companies like, hey, just don't do it. Um, again, it's all enterprise stuff. It should be, you shouldn't really, most, 99.9% .9 of consumers do not need to be running Xenon chips at home. You don't really get the benefit out of something like that. So interesting. We'll see if there's some Windows 12 limitation coming. Uh, we should know. I mean, if you think about it, we're somewhere like eight months. If, my, if Microsoft kept to the Windows 11 launch cadence or cycle, we would find out in June. So we're like, what, 10 months away, nine months away, something like that. Uh, finding out what Windows 12 would be like. Hopefully, maybe we'll get a little bit longer time with it. We're not quite sure. Either way. Uh, Windows 11 now also supports HDR wallpapers in JXR format. Yay! I, I, that's great. Um, I still want the Xbox dashboard to support HDR. But uh, cool, you can have uh, HDR wallpapers. That's great. I, I don't I don't know. Some people are happy. Some people are sad. I don't really have a, an opinion on that. So uh, on to the gaming news. The Starfield mechanism is ramping up and is in full blower. Like Microsoft is launching this thing in September. If they don't, it's going to get real awkward because there's Starfield everything. This week, AMD announced a new graphics card with uh, Starfield basically cladding on it there's also a new G a cpu that is starfield brand now granted there's nothing really these are more like collector edition sort of things at least in my opinion granted 7800 7900 xt i think is the gpu the gpu and, and cpu like you can absolutely use these things but there there's no primary difference between what microsoft is already shipping it's not some like new generation of technology anyways it doesn't matter the the important point here is remember that amd i believe is the official launch partner for starfield and starfield is getting a it's getting the full treatment if you will about going to market and i expect more things to come online here as we creep closer to that september release date it's i i i think i hope this i really hope this one knocks it out of the park i think everybody does the interesting thing and i was thinking about this late last night so maybe my memory is perfectly clear here 
before Halo launched everything else, we kind of had a feeling of like, oh, this isn't getting good. This isn't in good shape. Now, granted, that was part of the the beta and other things we had seen. We haven't really heard anything negative about Starfield's performance or anything like that. No leaks, nothing else. So fingers crossed here, my friends, that this is going to be a good release. It, there's going to be bugs. There will absolutely be bugs. I guarantee somebody's going to have a game crash. I guarantee there's going to be something wrong, right? You got to remember, the game at this point should be completely... There's going to... I guarantee there's probably a day one update, but like gone gold, if you will. It, it has to if it's shipping here in the very near future. So anyways, I'm excited about Starfield. I think it's it, it looks great. It looks great. Uh, Call of Duty Mar Modern Warfare 3 coming November 10th. Only reason I bring this one up because this should be, if all things go as we expect them to do, Microsoft's first Call of Duty release, right? Now, this isn't a Microsoft or Xbox Call of Duty because Microsoft will have owned, what, like three, four weeks, maybe at worst case scenario, something like that. Maybe even less than that, uh, potentially. So this is a an Xbox release, but it's not an Xbox release. But it, it's notable. Microsoft should be done because, uh, what was it, New Zealand, or as I sometimes refer to them as America's, or America's, I uh, screwed the joke up, Earth's Appendix, because it's like, it looks like, it, anyways, <laughs> New Zealand has said they approve it unconditionally. So I think the only thing left, I think the only thing left is the CMA. I think that's it. And then Microsoft can go through and be done. And then they own it. And so it's going to happen. It's just now it's just through the procedural stuff. Um, oh, the AMD stuff. It was a Ryzen 7 7800X3D and the GPU is a 7900XTX. So there you go. Uh, Obsidian also uh, reveals Avowed was originally a co-op RPG before a full single player pivot. The interesting thing here is if you if you could wind back the clock, Phil Spencer said something to the effect of um, when he was drilled about, is Microsoft or Xbox ever going to care about single-player experiences again? I'm curious if he was referencing Avowed when he said, yes, Microsoft and Xbox will absolutely care about unique single-player experiences. That is something that we will continue to invest in, knowing that Avowed at one point was co-op and now it's single-player. Also makes me wonder if they saw like where Redfall was going and they're like, mm, don't, don't, just focus on single-player. You never know. You never know. Uh, Quake 2 Remastered was announced at QuakeCon. So if you are a Quake 2 fan, and I think there's probably a lot of people listening to this who played Quake back in the day. Uh, that is now available on Xbox Game Pass. And uh, finally, my friends, on the gaming news side, Sony posted a pretty dang good quarter. Uh, Sony said their uh, revenues were up 33%. PS5 sales were up 38%. So good for them. And they expect, in, they expect to sell 25 million PSUs in the current fiscal year, which ends March 30th of 2024. That is... Um, that is a lot of PlayStation 5. So what do they have up their sleeve? Well, there's the rumor of the PlayStation Pro. There might be potential price cuts related to that or something along those lines. But 25 million in a single year is a substantial number given the fact that we heard it was unofficially released, but it was released by a Microsoft person. Uh, what was it back in the springtime? Sometime around there, like 21 million is what the Series S and X had sold. So Sony's thinking they're going to do that roughly in a year. That's a lot. That's a lot. Good for them. Also, uh, Sony doing what Sony does. PS5 cloud streaming now supports 4K, at least in beta. That is not something Microsoft ever supported. Uh, Jez Corden actually did a pretty good write-up on, is Microsoft going to be the first to market with cloud streaming in scale? Yes, Stadia exists, and there's other things that have, have been around, but just hear me out. Um, that they were the first there, and then Sony comes with their solution, and it's just better. And, um, and as Microsoft, as we all know, has kind of said, look, the cloud gaming stuff is just a 
It's an it's a feature, it's a line item, it's not a product, not many people are using it, and then here's Sony doing their thing, and maybe they'll have different results. Maybe they will get more people to buy in. We'll find out. We will find out. So, on to the questions of the week. Always my favorite part. It's Friday, friends. I hope you I just hope everybody's always happy on a Friday because Fridays are good. Fridays are good. All right. Mad Thine is sneaking in right before I read this nine minutes ago. He says, streaming services keep on raising prices. Where do you huh, where do you see the walkaway point? This, this is a great question. I've been contemplating this miles because I pay for way too much. I, I mean, uh, we pay for Disney Plus. I have a, It's important to keep in mind that I have a daughter who's 10. Uh, so we have Disney Plus is a huge one. And there's stuff on there, not Geo stuff that I like. Uh, YouTube Premium, I pay. That would probably be, to, for me personally, be the hardest one to get away from. Because one, I, I watch a lot of creators on YouTube. And when you have YouTube Premium, it directly helps support them. And there's no ads. So that's like, oof. Um, there's no that, no ads. I pay for Spotify Premium. There's Netflix in there, and I'm sure that I'm missing one or whatever. And they keep just, you know, raising these rates. I don't know what my walk away point is. I don't watch much on Netflix. I could, I could probably dump. Net, I could honestly probably dump all of them except YouTube. Like YouTube for me is, is it? I'm gonna show my age here a little bit. There's a series that's I watched growing up as a kid that I'm still rewatching because there's tons of episodes. Modern Marvels is on YouTube, and I love that series as a kid, and I continue to watch it as an adult. Uh, it's really just sort of like mini documentaries, that sort of stuff. And there's tons of great documentaries. I don't know what the walkaway point is. I've already lowered what we pay for on Netflix. I, I We used to pay for 4K. I immediately dropped that down. The Disney, I don't know. I, 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 don't, I don't know. It's a mad dynasty. This is how they get you. They get you. This, the streaming model that has evolved and emerged in the industry is that, hey, it doesn't matter what price point you get them into the product, right? Disney Plus was a lot of these services were originally five bucks a month. And at five bucks a month, oh, I'm paying for Apple Plus. That's our Apple TV, whatever that one's called. And they get you in at five bucks. And then you're just like, oh, that's five bucks. I'll just keep paying that. It's $60 a year. It's not that big deal. And then they just slowly ratchet that price up because the it's a known quantity that once you have somebody in a subscription, it's easier to raise the price than it is to get somebody into a higher price subscription. So the model that has evolved is start real low, just get tons of people in, and then they'll just be like, when a raise price raise happens, you're just like, eh, whatever. And that's exactly how it's been playing out. So uh, Matt Thine is also asking, he says, you and Paul speculated that the queues on cloud gaming is due to the GPUs being used for AI. I may have misspoke. I meant more so the space within a data center is being used for these racks, but you're, uh, let me continue here. Considering these are Xbox consoles running, I think it's safe to say that is not the case. Yes, that I would agree that Microsoft is not running Bing uh, AI chat stuff on Xbox blades, but it got me thinking during the FTC trial and discovery information was surfaced that Microsoft prioritized cloud based blades above Series X consoles. With Sony declaring no supply shortages and going on a discount rampage in the US and UK, it appears that Microsoft has some supply constraints. Their earlier pandemic move to secure chips clearly helped them stock their data centers, and now they have insufficient supply of consoles when uh, console demand is starting to potentially ramp up. Is this another little Xbox storm, uh, just as the biggest title is about to drop? I don't know. Phil Spencer said, I believe it, the E3, non-E3 thing, that the supply supply constraints have been removed so that has been alleviated primarily because they're probably no longer stacking them in data centers what happened in the data centers is like okay data centers have a finite space right they're a big cube and you can only have so many racks and microsoft dedicated a lot of racks towards the xbox series stuff 
like the cloud gaming and all that. As it turns out, as we heard from Sarah Bond and their depositions and all that, it's not all that popular. So Microsoft clawed back some of that space to put more GPUs in for Bing and AI. And so that's part of the reason why um, they lost some literal floor space. I don't know if Microsoft has a huge supply issue right now. I haven't done enough research to give a, a justified or convicted answer that says, yes, I know that they did earlier in July. I actually did a video on my YouTube channel talking about how hey, nobody, nobody can find any of this stuff. I said earlier in July, I mean January, earlier in the year for sure. But it looks like a lot of that had been alleviated. However, Starfield should drive up demand for hardware, Game Pass, and uh, and peripherals. So we'll find out here. Mr. PKI coming in says, since you are an Xbox expert, I have a question on extra storage. Is there any option for extra storage for the Xbox Series S outside of expensive Seagate cards? I believe, wasn't it Western Digital now is selling cards? There's another vendor that came on. I thought it was Western Digital. So there is at least some price floor lowering um it's not a lot it, these things are still they're high margin devices let's or peripherals of storage let's just call it that realistically the one terabyte series s is going to be probably sufficient for a lot of people however if you're like myself and it sounds like mr pki and you have a series s here's the problem if you play call of duty and you want starfield you're not going to have much space left i think starfield they're saying is coming in at about 125 gigs that's the entry point, my friends. If there's DLC, if there's other stuff, it's not going to get slimmer. Well, I mean, technically, I guess it could. They could optimize it somehow. But it's still going to be that. And Call of Duty is around that size as well. Call of Duty is massive. And so there's always been the joke that the Series S is just a Call of Duty box. But it's like really Call of Duty Starfield and you're not getting much else in there. So these extra storage options are going to become, I think, much bigger issue, issues and quotations here for a lot of people. Uh, Rafiq145 says, hi. Why is Microsoft's stock price falling hard just after a jump due to AI announcements? Don't get caught up in the little gyrations that happen on a weekly basis. Um, part of it, there's no real definitive answer. It could have just been some executives selling stock off. It could have been a lot of different things. I've played in this space. You can lose your shirt in this space. Uh, you can you can win a boat in this space. But uh, what I would tell you is don't get caught up in the little bits. Uh, in the past like year or so, I think they're still up like 20 plus percent like that. Also, uh, a lot of this AI stuff, it's a lot of the market was originally pricing in that Microsoft was going to be able to sell a lot of this. It might be their information that maybe they can't. Maybe the companies are pushing back. We'll find out. We'll find out, but it won't, probably won't be until the quarter. Lance IC says, do you ever think about where in the world your code apps you run every day are developed? No, but I am now. It says, example, Stardock code is developed in Michigan. Stardock is where I work. Microsoft Word code is developed in Vietnam. Windows assembly code is in partially in Kenya. Uh, Spotify code is in Stockholm, Sweden. HBO Max is in Knoxville. That is kind of an interesting thing. If you think about it, what he's really getting at is he, that your daily apps are like this mixing pot of culture and locale like that that's an interesting thought you know it's like could you ever run a a single day where all your code is developed in the same country probably not it would be very hard i think at this point unless you took a very specific route um definitely probably not possible with the world of microsoft because windows is developed in so many different places so no i never really have it but that's honestly a great thought uh the joe finn says currently the switch is the lowest power console if a new, more powerful Switch is released in 2024, will Microsoft feel the pressure to upgrade the Xbox Series S? I don't think so. I think Microsoft will continue just to try to push that floor as low as they can. 
the only reason I say that, the only reason I hesitate to say that is that when you launch a new, more powerful switch, you're launching a new product at the end of the day. That is a new product. I don't know. Microsoft probably has decent data on how the Xbox One X launched went compared to the Xbox One. Like how, because there's a whole market education thing you have to do because then let's just say they call it the S2. Now Microsoft has to go to the market and say, look, we have an Xbox Series S2. It's more powerful, but actually it's less powerful than the Series X or it'd be real awkward if it was more powerful. And so Microsoft sort of has like a, a, a ceiling limit of what they can do. And so the question becomes right now, the, the marketing narrative is that the Series S is the entry point. It's 1080p gaming. Series X is the 4K gaming box. Although that's a little debatable sometimes. And so making it more powerful would really just put it closer to the Series X. So they'd need like an X update. And then at that point, it's pretty much just a console refresh. I don't know. Phil Spencer said he alluded to that he wasn't really in favor of like a mid-cycle refresh this time around. So it doesn't sound like that's going to happen. But we will... We'll find out. Time will be, as always, the true arbiter of all this stuff, whether or not Phil... I don't think Phil was lying. I think that's way, 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 way the wrong interpretation. Uh, but we'll see. Maybe they do have something up their sleeve. As of right now, I think just price cuts are going to be their most advantageous route. It would not shock me in the slightest to see a Series X Slim or version without a disk drive. That would not surprise me to get that price point down. And so... That, I think, may happen in this life cycle. So, there you go, my friends. That wraps it up. The week is over. The week is done. Now it's the weekend. We can have some fun. That was unintentional rhyming there. But it is. Like, it's the weekend. It's Friday. Have a good Friday. As always, my friends, make sure to keep it subscribed here because the only BS on this channel is me.